When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on? Bar Down Breakdown. And tonight, we're joined by our homies in good terms out in LA, holding it down. You're listening to their latest track, Old Friend, which just came out about like two or three weeks ago at this point. And it is just exactly my cup of tea. This is the type of pop punk that I am all about and super pumped to chat with you guys tonight so how we doing zach and geo but i'm gonna call you g bones because it says g bones on G-bones, baby <laughs> crashing boards and power cords baby Let's go. there we go <laughs> we're we're doing very well how about yourselves not bad uh i actually i'm like running on fumes right now i had a overnight trip with my fifth grade students the past you know wednesday thursday friday and then Sunday, drove two and a half hours to Raleigh to watch the Islanders lose. And then drove home and didn't get home until midnight. And then taught today somehow. So we're, we're doing it. We're in it. We're getting it. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, yeah, let, let's just jump into um, Old Friend. Uh, like I said, it's only been out a couple of weeks now. And... From my thorough research, it looks like you guys do a lot of your own producing and mixing and recording and stuff like that. Is that correct? That is correct, yeah. So you guys did uh, that all yourself, all DIY and we did. mixing DIY. and every like because I, I do know a lot of bands will like record and, and produce their own stuff, but then like still will send it out to mixing because that's like super complicated for a lot of bands. So you're even doing the mixing as well. Yeah, the the only thing we didn't do was mastering, which we sent to uh, Mike Collision, who is like the modern goat of mastering. I feel like every album that I, I at one point I liked uh, on my liked song Spotify playlist, I went through 10 masters in a row or 10 songs by 10 different artists. And I was like, oh, Mike mastered all of these. I only knew that just because I'm a nerd and I just whatever. But uh yeah, he he seems like he's doing everything and Geo it makes great masters as well, but every time we send him something back to him I'm like I listen to it I'm like this doesn't sound that different and then I'll play it against Geo's and I'm like oh yeah, it's yeah, we got our money's worth. It it sounds great. Which is no slight to Geo. He's Mike's just very good. I can I can make them loud um but not good uh for the most part 
Gio, it's great <laughs> to hear you from under that bus that just hit you. <laughs> you just... <laughs> you know what's so funny? Me. You know, my favorite part about this so far is like, yeah, you guys are like mixing all your own stuff. Like that's hard to do. It's like complicated. And I'm the one with the like severely messed up uh, audio. This is making a lot of sense. Yeah, go listen to our song, dude. I mixed it. It's uh, I'm a professional audio man. <laughs> um, yeah, I will. Gio and I were uh, college roommates, and Gio studied production in college. And I I went in like before going to college. I learned a lot about production and just you know enough. But I learned a lot just kind of like via being in the same room as him and yeah. him getting excited about a new, I don't know, plug in, like getting the waves crack and giving it to him and then watching him open up his computer with every single waves plug in when we were 19 and just, you know, those, and to be those... fair, to be fair, I've never pirated or cracked a plug in <laughs> in my life. Everything that I use, I own completely waves. As a top <laughs> fab filter. I promise they're not listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> They don't have any hockey fans over there. We're not even a blip on their radar. <laughs> Maybe we are. Who knows? We'll find out when now they, we they are. send you guys a cease and desist. Yeah. Somebody from Waves <laughs> is listening to this like, fuck these guys. I don't know if you if you guys saw this, but they uh, they just made like a subscription model for their plugs. Oh, like Pro that, Tools? Yes. It, except it's like their Waves Ultimate bundle or whatever it's called gold or something and it's every plugin and it's 30 dollars a month and people were so mad that they just were like we're like oh okay yeah sorry uh well well so they made it so like you could if you had already bought a license you still had to then resubscribe so they were like oh if you will still make licenses you can still buy it but you'll you can also subscribe which is a fine option but yeah people were people were big mad about that but hey, it's all right. We're out yeah, here. Waves. We're out here. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So I guess uh, tell me about the response from the the latest single single and uh, kind of I, I I watched the video. The video is absolutely hysterical. So <laughs> I guess kind of let, let's just dive into all things old friend. Yeah, man. Where to begin? Um, this is like we so we're just releasing a bunch of singles at the moment right now all this will likely be on what will be lp2 or maybe it'll it'll be an ep i don't know but it'll probably just end up being a full album but before we uh kind of did a lot of hurry up and wait like finish a bunch of songs then properly record everything then record all the drums then edit all the drums then get everything mixed prepped then give it to geo to mix and what whatever and so this time we were like dude let's just like finish them and just put them out and that's kind of how we've been doing it just kind of have that cycle and because we do everything ourselves it's like easier to kind of i don't know split things up and get it done that way so old friend is number two of that i don't know if you guys if i heard our song that came up before it drive in um when we did these three songs we've been doing like three at a time just because that's like how many we can knock out in a day of drums um yeah. we you know just rent a great studio that we've uh done this the song from this session and the next one um we did at this place called king size in in la that's like i don't know it's my favorite drum room i think it's geo's as well 
Um, and he engineered that and crushed it. And our homie Brendan, we hired him to play drums on it. And he's an amazing engineer and like just all around just audio, great audio nerd um, and drum nerd. So he has like a million options and we can shoot a bunch of stuff out and whatever. But in that first chunk of songs, Drive-In was kind of like our our guitar player Ivan's song that he was like really leading and he kind of wrote the riff and it was about his life. And the next one coming up is called cough. That'll be out in like our singer, Brian, because all of us are songwriters in the band. So we don't, we kind of just bring each of us. will just bring something that we're like leading on to the table and then we'll finish it together. This one is my song. Um, and so those lyrics are, I mean, I wrote them with my guys, but this is, you know, about my life and everything. Uh, so I'm sure we'll dive into that at some point, but yeah, Gio, you have anything to add? Uh, <laughs> aside from that, not really. I mean, this was, um, uh, from a mixing standpoint, uh, I'm trying to remember, I think this one kind of slotted into a good spot pretty early. Um, this one was obviously very personal for Zach. Um, so, you know, a lot of my, my time as a mixer is trying to please myself a lot of the time. It's kind of like a, like a self, uh, it's like a self-fulfilling job. And and this one felt kind of nice for me because I got to really push this in a place where I was like, okay, I like, I'm, I was really focused on you know, making everybody really happy with this one and like everyone hype is, uh, as hell for it. Um, but yeah, I mean this one, this one, I, I feel, I feel like strange talking about this one because this is such like a Zach song and this was like by far and away, like the biggest, like, w- like one person, one person's story, not that everyone can't relate to it, but this is like a huge, like hugely specific to Zach. Um, yeah, like it's, I, it's like he's like taking from like specific aspects of like what he's been through. And while everyone can relate to it, it's like oddly specific and personal to to Zach. And you're trying to right. mix it in a way where you can kind of carry on the story that the instrumentals and lyrics have done, but also in a way that can kind of like, I don't know, can I can I use a, a, a Tom word? Uh, I'm trying to think of a big fancy thesaurus word, but I can't think of one. <laughs> But put it all together where you can kind of like tell a story that, you know, Zach started and you need to continue it through like the map, like the mixing of everything. Yeah. Like, like sonically, it felt kind of like this, like huddle that we got to have with Zach. Like it was kind of like, um, you know, like allegorically speaking, like it, it did feel like Zach was telling us all this shit that he was going through with his dad. And we all got to be like, you got it, brother. And that, and that felt really nice. Like it felt nice to just kind of like, um, you know, be boys with our boy. And that, and that's like a lot of good terms to me is that. So. Yeah. The, we, so one benefit of being able to handle a lot of this stuff, I mean, I'm sure you guys know this from a production standpoint, like when, you know, somebody makes an album, there's a lot of the same things can copy over, right? Like yeah. the the same drum tones you're using and the same guitar tones, whatever. Like you can kind of between songs, and then you'll you'll dial things in, you know, however they see fit between the songs. And this was the second one that we mixed, drive in being the first. And if you listen to them back to back, they don't really I don't think the in the mastered versions they sound that different, but the first mix was Geo still killed it, but when it came back 
it was very similar to drive in in like the tones that came over yeah and i just had this like gut feeling of like ah, it just doesn't and i never am like it speaking in like an ethereal way i'm usually pretty like analytical i was like it just doesn't feel like sincere enough and i didn't know what that meant and it's kind of tough to usually i'm the one like on the other side kind of critiquing that and chasing you know something else and it's weird to be in the the more artist seat on this one and like being like okay this does sound objectively good but it just doesn't so there's a lot of things that we did from that standpoint to like i don't know give it more of whatever that feeling is i think we clear you know just backed away some of the aggression in some spots and yeah um yeah there's a you know variety of nerd shit that we can <laughs> dig into but i didn't answer you before and you're saying how's the reaction and i think our all of our songs have been really personal um and have been you know about like chasing some type of catharsis in the lyrics but this is like the first one that it feels like oh like this is hitting a little different um which i mean i didn't write it necessarily i wrote it for myself i wrote it just because i needed to like get this shit out yeah but it's cool that i mean it's unfortunate that it, so many people relate to this kind of thing but it's just like a fact, you know, you people have struggles with like lifelong friends or family members or, you know, whatever mine in, in particular in this was with my dad, but it was also with, with my mom and with pretty much my entire family. Uh, we didn't talk for like two years because of like a conflict that I had with my mom. I actually wrote this before the pandemic or I wrote some of it and it's kind of just like lingered around and I didn't know how to finish it. And, um, we had like a massive fight that was like it was about something serious but the fact that it like hung around with this so much long. animosity yeah for so long was just so dumb um and that was like a huge learned lesson i think on both of our parts but certainly on my part of just like dude like this is your fucking family like you don't get another one and it's not like my family and I are just like, we're, we're okay. Like they're literally my favorite people. Like my dad is my best friend. And I mean, that's where like old friend comes from. And I had yeah. parts of this at down and there's like some political things and there's some, you know, life things, career, those types of things. And, um, that, you know, the first two verses of the song, like really address. And the whole second part of it is in the, the third verse and the bridge is made, you know, me explaining, like, can I just, can we put this shit aside? Like, it's not that it's not important, but can I just show you my songs? Can we just jam out and drive around and listen to music? Cause that's what we do every time I was home. It's yeah. also tough, like COVID the, the instability of that, the instability of like not being around my parents and just like all this buildup of those two things on top of each other and just missing them. And after a while, like the feeling of missing them was just way more painful than, you know, whatever disagreement we had. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's, it was a brutal thing, but I think in a lot of ways I'm, I had to like, I had to go through, you know, some like really tough battles with myself and like, you know, a lot of time in therapy, like really change, you know, change, like rewiring things. 
And I think I'm definitely better for it that like the way that something maybe now would have bothered me or would have really set me off. Now I kind of feel like I have the tools to to deal with that. I mean, yeah. it has it isn't like our, you know, <laughs> our disagreement is fully over or anything, but I feel like now there's at least an ability to like communicate and be like, hey man, because before it just used to get everything used to get so flammable and it used to just be like, oh, such and such thing, such and such thing, fuck you, fuck you. And you know, it's like that's not really the people that we are. Like, yeah, parents are like very like intelligent, reasonable people, and they're also just like fun. Like every time my dad would come to college, like my friends want to see him more than I do at sure. times. Like, yeah, and you know, he's the fucking man. So it's yeah, like it's just a it's just a you know a difficult thing and i guess you know a lot of people are going through the same thing which is a bummer but i'm happy that we can you know provide something to connect with and and get people through it brian our our singer he was saying that um one of his childhood best friends texted him and was like hey man um my like like my i don't even think he knew it he was just like hey my dad passed away like last month and i've been using your song totally as a crutch because we had like beef over you know a variety of things and now i just listen to this and i just i don't think about the beef i just think about how much i miss him and that like really really hurt me i was like dude because that could have been me man like that could have yeah. been you know it could have been like I can't call and talk to him about the giants or something because like we had some dumb beef, like my favorite person's gone. It's just, you know, I think it's just a reminder to like cherish the people and the things that are important to you and be appreciative of, of those things and not let the small stuff get in the way. Even if the small stuff seems really big and it is big in some ways, but like who you voted for or what somebody thinks you should do with your career or something like that, like trivial, yeah, in the grand scheme of like somebody's like involvement in your life and how much you love them, like it's pretty minuscule. And like if you can't look past those things, it doesn't mean they're like, you know, they're right or you're whatever. It's like you just got to find a way to establish some quality communication. And now we can like we can be like, all right, cool. Like we don't we don't agree. And that's all good. And like that tone that I just used saying that, like that's the feeling. It's like I'm not worked up. I'm calm. We can still talk about things. And like. The more that everybody does that, I found it's like we're all a lot similar than we think. I think, you know, I don't want to get all conspiracy on this, but like the powers that be are trying to make us seem further apart than we really are. I think we all probably want a lot of the same things, maybe in different ways and we don't know it. But the way the more that we just like calmly talk, you know, and share our feelings, those things I, I have found personally get resolved or at least like cooled down pretty effectively. Um, but yeah, I feel like I just rambled for 10 minutes and I don't know. I'll, get, I'll give you guys space to ask question or Gio say something. Catch uh, catch good terms at the next uh, show at the United Nations. <laughs> <laughs> Ted, Ted talk youtube.com slash Ted talk. No, but it's, it's true though. Like I feel like, especially with kind of like everything that's been going on in the last three years, a lot of people have, kind of drifted away from these relationships that we used to have, you know, albeit, you know, you know, father, son, mother, daughter, uh, mother, son, siblings, cousins, uncles, um, even best friends. Like you, you kind of see this 
occurring thing and while not, while not a lot of people are kind of very like vocal about it or they kind of like it's a very taboo subject to kind of talk about um because a lot of people think that like oh like you know they're gonna get kind of like either looked down upon by their friends or something if they're not like you know i was like there's a joke on shorzy where there where he was just like they haven't even called their moms yet like they just got off a plane and they haven't even called their parents like what's going on um it's that same kind of aspect where it's like it's like well no like this is the situation that i'm going through right now with my parents or with like my family members and it's it's hard to kind of convey that so the guy the way you guys did it through like an artistic venture you're able to have all these people connect to it because they're just listening to a song and being like oh fuck like you guys are going through the same thing i'm going through and there's probably more people that are going through it so it's not as uncommon as we think yeah, I mean the the only song that I had heard similarly to it, um, and it was in in a not like directly inspired, but uh, was the song "19" by Movements. Yep. Uh, and I remember I I used to I mean our whole first album is it's it's written by all of us, but a lot of that was about you know is these specific songs like "Hamster Wheel" or "Wither Away" like. Though we all related on a lot of the same topics, but especially Wither Away was just about, you know, my life and hating the way that my life was going. And I had a, you know, desk job that I thought I wanted. And my parents pushed me super hard into having that. And it made me so fucking unhappy. And I mean, and it was, I worked at a record label, like it was a music job. And I think had it been at like, an epitaph or somebody that I, you know, would have dreamed of like working with and like doing marketing for like bring me the horizon or something like I would have probably, probably been happier, but I probably would have just been like a larger bandaid on the situation to realize I'm like, dude, what, what are you doing? Like, this is not what you want to do. Um, and so in some ways I'm like grateful for, for that. And like the place I worked was cool that everyone, it was like a totally ethical experience, which as I'm sure you both know from the music industry is not, not the case not all the time. It just, it just made me sad to be there. And, and I didn't know that going in. I, you know, I wish I did, but I think like you, there's like, I didn't have the, I was never the rebellious teen you know, like the fuck you mom and dad thing. Like I said, my parents are fucking sick. So like they, they were like, Oh man, like you haven't, you haven't smoked weed yet. Like you should try, like you probably (laughs) like it. Like it's pretty sick. Or like, like, Hey, like all your friends, you guys jamming out in high school. Uh, like my, my, my house is like the jam spot in high school. And they would always come down and be like, my dad would be like, Hey guys, like, you know, I know you're not going anywhere. Like you want a beer? you You want a beer? And, you know, and we were all like, dude, no, like, we're straight edge, dad. Like, oh, fuck. Like, we don't want a beer, weirdo, you know? Um, it's like, it's different. So, so like, that was, that shit was always available to me. So I didn't care. It, like, you know, Gio had, had a similar thing too. It was like, music was that for me. And that, I think, was the rebellious thing that I had in my early 20s of being like, oh, hey, like, you know, especially going to like an art school and seeing all these people be like, you know, have like the 
you know the crunchy granola the stereotypical pans. yeah yeah which which like in some ways you know i'm i don't wish i had that but there's some they immediately they just get the thing or like one of my one of my friends or both of our friends our friend aubrey she works on the business side of the industry but her dad uh is a great musician and he is like a keys player and an arranger and he did a bunch of work on the uh daft punk random access memories album and like among a million other things so like she's like a daughter of a musician and kind of i just had more pers- like again i don't wish i had that necessarily like i'm grateful for my upbringing but it was just different to see somebody else with that perspective because i grew up in suburban virginia like there's no one really that's like doing real shit in music or in film or in some creative venture that's like you know that's involved in an industry in that way. And it just, I just, I don't think they had that perspective and I didn't have that other thing. So I think there's a lot of shit stemmed up in that of like, I remember when I quit my job, like that was not something they were stoked about. Um, and yeah, just a lot of buildup from all of that shit. Yeah. And yeah, man, it's tough. Um, I, I don't, I don't remember what got me on, on this, this run. <laughs> we're talking I, about the I, reaction for, uh, for I'm just good cooking friend. right now. Old friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once you get me uh spinning yarn, I'm just going to keep going. Um, so, so I was actually going to ask, so I, cause I was, I was looking over, you know, you, you put the song out a couple weeks ago, you know, it's, it's about to break, you know, 10 K probably in the next few days. But um, I think the most interesting part of your Spotify, and I don't know if you guys looked at this or not, but have you looked at your fans also like? I think it is the coolest conglomeration of musicians that I've ever seen in my life. Let's hear it. It, cha- it changes pretty frequently. Korn. What? Number, number what? one is Corn. No, it's oh, not. That. 100%. I had to look at my phone no, too just not. to make sure. It is. Number, right number two is Fall Out Boy. Okay, no, that checks out. Number yeah. three is Alkaline Trio. And then number four what is Spanish fuck? Love Songs. It Wait, is, is it really that? 100%. Yes. I looked at it and dude, I, I was corn? like, this is, this is the coolest oh, thing I've ever seen. Okay, Why is on. corn? Hold on. This is a, this is a glitch. No, uh, Justin this... just has been listening and doing a lot of research, and Justin's also a huge corn fan. <laughs> He's just been going back and forth and fucking up our algorithm. Just I've just been listening to you guys terms. on repeat since I found out we we're going to have you on the podcast, and you're just now corns on your top artist now. <laughs> okay, this this is really weird and concerning, and thank you for bringing this to my attention because something's <laughs> really wrong. Because the last time I checked, it was like. Action Adventure, Brooklyn. Um, yeah, like. This, let me see. There's got to. But I think Dude. these four bands. I would. I would take a <laughs> screenshot of this, and I would 100 percent put this it. all over your social media, because this is this is the this is the stuff of legends. You have obviously corn, and then you have <laughs> hilarious Chicago, Chicago favorites, Fall Out Boy and Alkaline Trio. And then you have the saddest band ever in existence with Spanish love songs. Oh my gosh. Okay, I really well, want to know who this our band is, though. This gotta, is really I weird. I gotta go check with, them out. With 77 monthly listeners. Something and new, our band and new band. Yeah. Uh, yes. And Dude, there's only what is six. happening? What okay. is truly this happening? is very concerning, and I need to uh wait, wait, wait. 
Wait, wait, so, so then, so then you go to you go to our band, not like out of time, but you go to the band called our band, our and band, they're yeah. they're top bands, so they look like they belong on like like Home Goods or like Anthrax. Of, what? Yeah, Anthrax, Testament, Slayer, Black Sabbath, Pantera, oh, Priest, Dude, and Motorhead. Something <laughs> is wrong. I think the algorithm's all messed up today, but this is great content. Okay, all right. I, wow. This is this is this is the the bio for our band. Steeped in the tradition of great male and female duets such as Johnny Cash and June Carter, I don't think that has anything to do with Alice Cooper, Testament, and Anthrax. Do you? Hey, hey, Geo, be careful, man. There might be some some our band stands listening to this podcast. They're gonna be getting mad at. You never know, man. Hey, I was like, so awesome. down for like you know, a folk metal, like thrash metal folk two person band. She's just go. doing the gnarly you know vocals. Oh uh, man, I knew this was going to be bad. There was a uh, so uh, the ballad, the like the indie ballad from our previous album, Useless Things, got added to some bullshit playlist that had like five songs and no followers and got like 2,000 streams a day for a week. Um, and I bet you, oh, it's, it's a bot. Yeah, it's probably some. Uh, it's a bot. I work. I work so hard, man. I work we so hard botted. to get this Spotify <laughs> algorithm cooking for me. And we got botted. Yeah. All right, happens, Dude, I just want to say, our band. I went to their Instagram, and they rip an accordion. Oh yep. man, but here, it, here's my other favorite rock. part. So if you go to if you go to the other band, new band, yeah. um, they oh, don't gosh. have. What what was that band called? Is it the, is it Judah the Lion? Yeah, what, what they have it? a band called Lion, Lion of Judah. Of Judah. <laughs> Lion of Judah. Oh my god! This yeah. is okay. Okay, so sorry, sorry, I sent you guys on a whole on a whole oh, rabbit no. chase right now to fix this your algorithm awesome. on Spotify. My anxiety is, so is peaking awesome. right now. I think something's <laughs> like. <laughs> severely wrong but this is a great time for i'll deal with that later Mikey. yeah go ahead <laughs> <laughs> so yeah let, let, let's just change topics a little bit and uh just kind of jump into the origination of good terms because you you mentioned how you guys are out in la now but that's not where where you're from originally geo i know you're from cape cod which that's i, I definitely want to jump into the music scene out in cape cod but uh yeah dude i guess most of you grew up in in like the northern virginia area or you guys kind of met in college and that's where you guys all became friends or zach and i zach and i uh zach and i met in college on our second day um in a i believe it was a peer advisory group yep uh and he was walking down the staircase and i saw that he had please correct me if i'm wrong an amorosa shirt on yep that's correct cool so uh, i saw him with an amorosa shirt on and i said hey man i love amorosa and then he looked at me with the cutest cutest (laughs) twinkles in his eye and uh we've uh, been talking most days ever since and that was maybe 10 years ago um yep isn't yeah, that how but... it always works? So, like, my wife walked into my college apartment wearing a Say Anything shirt. And oh, I was just like, oh, my God. That's a key. I was just like, this is going to be my wife. And 
Long story <laughs> what, short. What was what was this what was the say anything shirt? What what uh what it was like was the it? one with the the um like the T-Rex on it. Where it's like kind of <laughs> yeah, like a yeah, Godzilla dude. T-Rex. Yeah, yeah. Well, right, Mikey, so, I, I have the great uh date idea for you and your wife. You want to know what our first date was? Was it going to see uh say anything with John Cusack in Orlando? No, what? it was it was uh, ass- yeah, because that's absolutely happening. <laughs> what, what do you ass- mean with John Cusack? Lying show? Like, so I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's uh, so in in Orlando at the Enzion, and I better. Get- oh, the movie. Yes. Yeah, the movie. Say anything. John Cusack's doing a screening of Say Anything and a Q and A for like a small group of people, and the tickets are like a hundred bucks. I'm one hundred percent going. Like, it all makes sense i was like i was like wait it's like john cusack one of those like (laughs) weird actors who wishes he was a musician on some johnny shit oh he okay 100 is and he just and he's just i was like oh maybe he's like being a sideman for max bemis and i just don't know about it no max bemis just loves that movie uh (laughs) <laughs> makes sense, makes sense. Right, let's let's get back on topic yeah <laughs> okay so i have one thing to uh to edit in geo's story in a misremembering i was wearing an amorosa shirt which is so funny that you it was red that. it was dark red and the graphic was black you remember uh, is it johnny craig amorosa or yeah Bradley yeah amorosa? no this, yeah, was, this was this was, was uh 10 years ago was yeah this was johnny <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um and i so in in our peer advising group there was some girl or, or geo's cousin went to uh high school with somebody that was also it was the b the b group of last name uh so this is uh this dude seth bella b-e yes. geo's b-o i'm b-o whatever um yes. and seth and they, and they had a crazy connection in the class they're like oh my god you're the person who goes knows my cousin and they're finally meeting and i was just looking at this kid with his fucking dumb wavy super long hair and his like super tight skinny jeans and then it's like shitty high top like neon blue dunks and and it's like also what is his his name his name is geo oh fucking hate this kid already and he also (laughs) looked like this kid that went to my high school like like spinning image of this kid in my high school and i was like oh god he's just like him and i hated this kid in my high school and i don't even know if i ever told you this um and then I'm like, and they're and and Geo's like, oh shit, you're the totally interrupting the peer advising group, like freaking out. And I was like, oh god, I okay. And then we're leaving the class, and I hear the two of them talking, and he's like, listening off bands that he likes, and he was like, oh, do you know like such and such and such such you know such and such? Oh, do you know Four Year Strong? Four Year Strong is my favorite band, and and this kid didn't know any of the bands, and we later became friends with Seth, but uh, and I just remember turning around and being like. Dude, that four years actually also one of my favorite bands. And then he was like, "Oh, you know." And then that was that was the beginning. And then we ate, had a had a delicious lunch in the cafeteria. It was not delicious, but we had a lunch in the cafeteria. Realized we our dorms were two doors away from each other. Club five hundred four, baby. And uh, and that was that history ever since. Uh, yeah, that was all. That was all news. So that was all news to me. Everybody <laughs> uh, didn't didn't know I was painted that way. Um, I didn't know I was painted uh, that way. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but this was fra- uh, this is also frail geo pre tattoos pre muscles. It's a totally different look. Uh... <laughs> can, can, can we also talk about so for the listeners who who can't who can't watch this right now, they look like they're in the same house too. Like I'm just waiting for Geo to get up, go through that closed door, and just come in through Zach's screen. 
because <laughs> even like the paint the wall in their color, house, yeah. the wall color looks almost identical, and so do almost the doors too. <laughs> so yeah, Zach. No, Zach likes only. to. This is the thing. Zach likes to like you know he talks shit. He roasted me. He's dragging <laughs> me on this podcast. Copies everything I do. This guy. You know? I do. I Listen, do. he's he may maybe today he's got the better audio, but uh, <laughs> most of the time. He's just uh, uh, just holding on for dear life from those coattails of mine. Yes, uh, that is a, a total fact. Yeah, I'm canceling our dinner after this. I'm so hurt. I'm canceling <laughs> our dinner. So, um, but yeah, sorry. Going back to your actual question before I side railed this uh, uh, or sidetrack this. Well, I don't, I, okay, I'm refocused. Center, yes, center the, the other uh, the other guys in the band. I've known Ivan since uh, we were in middle school. Um, and then Brian, our singer, I've known since uh, this random summer camp that I was a camp counselor for. And he was a student at that. This is one of those like looks good on your college resume. You should. It was like a music summer camp thing. And he came in there and I, you know, I was like the counselor. I'm thought I was like 16. I thought I was like hot shit. And here comes this 13-year-old who's better than guitar at me. I was like, oh, God, I got to go practice. And I've just known him ever since. And then I knew he loved Fall Out Boy. Uh, that, was like, that was like his favorite band. Um, but we didn't. We were like friends. We played in this like shitty band for a second after the camp. It was him being the bass player with a bunch of other camp counselors. The band didn't last very long. But I've you know, whatever, remained in touch with him ever since. And then he went to college with us. And he was a freshman when we were seniors. And um, so we only had a little overlap, but he, uh, re- he, <laughs> we, Gio and I played in a wedding band in college and he replaced my role in the wedding band uh, as the guitar player. And then I moved out of my house in, in Boston to move to LA and he moved into my room in, in that house. And then I moved out to LA. He moved into my <laughs> other roommate at the time, Brian's two Brian's moved into his room uh when brian was on tour and he subletted and then i was just beginning the the you know the early good terms demos and was like dude i know you can sing and you you know fuck with this genre and he wasn't really i don't think trying to do this type of music at the time and i was like could you just like demo some vocals for me and he demoed our song all i can and those are the vocals that are on the recording that's out um because we're like i was like oh okay well clearly you're the singer of this band if you want to be and he did and yeah and it's history ever since. And so it's, you know, and I think, you know, since then things have fallen into place, however they were supposed to, but it's just really nice to be in a band with a bunch of best friends who, you know, all are in this for the same reason and love each other. And yeah. And shout out, shout out to Brian too, for being the first chair guitar for the all state jazz band in Virginia. In 2014. <laughs> Let me tell How you. How did you just figure that out? That's fucking right, man. I pulled up his Instagram. What an, un, what an unbelievable thing to say. That is that is literally un, un, like the most. It, once you said he was better at guitar, guitar than you, I'm like, hold on, let me pull him up really quick. That's oh, line that's one on the resume, right there. Line first one chair, on the resume. All state, first chair, all state, ten years ago, Virginia jazz band. Wow, good for him. Oh my god. Um, wait, does it? Does he? Is this? This is on his Instagram. Yeah. You guys are learning so much about each other in this. No, we really are. Thirty minutes, and it's, and it's all right in front of our <laughs> face too. That you've never um, known before. I I prefer to stay in the dark with certain things. I think you know. <laughs> so 
<laughs> How have I never seen this? So um, we, we kind of got like like a, a super weird history of the band at this point so far. But um you know what's it like having you know because you guys are about three guitars and a bass player no drummer yet or you have a fill-in drummer or a current drummer that you haven't announced yet how's it like kind of like i've i don't think i've ever been in a band with like three guitars how's it like with kind of like layering harmonies and rhythms and everything else with that um well live we have three guitars on the first record we only had two um this actually old friend was the first song that we wrote that we were like um this this wasn't finished for it it sat around for a while we finished it you know like end of uh last year but um when we first started making it this was like you know kind of on the heels of the first album ivan used to used to not live in la he kind of the band was formed because everybody really kind of co-wrote all these songs with me and it would be like i was just trying to start this band and as much as i could involve geo like geo and i kind of each of these songs kind of did like this pop method for all of them and did like okay let me just i know about co-writing like i've done that in a different way like let me just do that in a kind of rock way um and i wish i was a drummer i wish i had the skills of a drummer but in my head i am so all of our drum parts i just write them and at least on a song that i'm starting um and you know we uh, ivan is a great drummer too geo is an insanely sick producer and can do just as much as i can with you know on a drum front i just worked out that for that time i just had done it um and so it didn't feel like it we really needed that i guess and It was like Ivan's an amazing songwriter. I'll, I'll just co-write some songs with him. We didn't have a singer yet. Brian, at once we, Brian came into the fold, it was like, oh, then we started having this three-way like Ivan, Brian, and I would you know write a riff or whatever. And we didn't really split things up. Like we'd be like, this is the lead part. This is the rhythm part. This is like the auxiliary part or something. Yeah, like envisioning like, oh, there will it'll be two guitars live, whatever. And then it wasn't until things started coming out ivan used to not live in la now he does that when this is one of the first songs we wrote together once we did and i kind of was like okay yeah brian you just won't play guitar live probably if i've and we'll just play with two guitars or something and then he was like i'll kind of have this part and then ivan started doing that little like funk like indie 1975 part in this song and we were like oh we can do three guitars oh okay because i try to limit myself to just doing two things yeah and i think no one really has there's no like i've heard like the wonder years talk about this that everyone has like a it's like an unlearning process of them being like everyone having to like serve the song and you know this is like them being kids and getting older into the extremely good band that they are now and have always been but like maybe not as mature this is these are their words not mine but uh them trying to be like oh well this is my part fuck you we don't really have that like i was just working on a song earlier today that ivan had a new part for and the one that was there i was like oh that's just a better lead part like he didn't write anything for this specific song yet other than this idea for the lead part i was like oh, i'll just delete the one from before and yeah put the new one on so i think everyone just really cares about the song being the best and um i just realized that like I prefer to play rhythm parts live and I would just rather play stuff that's heavy 
that I can just headbang to. And Ivan really cares about tone and he really wants to, you know, have like these finesse parts and have, you know, like kind of sit with and be really expressive. And I just want to go chugga chugga. And Brian, I think also he loves playing guitar and is definitely the best guitar player in the band, but he's also an elite singer and would just, I think he's like, yeah, man, sometimes just not having a guitar while I'm singing is more fun. And he's also a great front man. So I don't know. We're kind of just going with the flow. And if something calls for three guitars, like our jump arrangement, when we play that live, we play that with three, but yeah, if, if any, if, if like the song is all of a sudden falls into our lap and we're like, Oh, Ivan has this great third part, then cool. Let's do it. Um, we haven't played with tracks, but if there's any point that we just decide like, yeah, this third guitar part is only really happens in one part of the song. Let's just put it in tracks. Like we're not against doing that. So it kind of is just like a case per case basis. But I think okay. the main answer is, is just trying not to trying to like take the ego aside and just do what we think is objectively the best thing for the song. Yeah. Um, Gio also loves all of the guitarmony in the band and definitely doesn't ever just completely bury the lead guitar in the mix. Now, now the question about three guitars, mixing three guitars sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you guys like talked about it really quick and I, I wanted to bring it up. Um, are you guys huge like Van Halen fans? I, I, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes. So, so Hagar or Diamond Dave? Oh, dude, it's Dave, baby. <laughs> Dave's. I mean, he seems like a nut job. He is a nut job. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, my first concert ever was actually with with Sammy though, and it was okay. really good. It was really good. I feel like Sammy's kind of like the healthy, good, like chill, cool guy that like helps it keep going. But Dave is. Yeah, it's like a Tom DeLonge thing. It's like, yeah, Skiba seems like a more adjusted human being, but like, <laughs> dude, it's mania. Tom. It's yeah, Tom. Yeah. Like, you yeah, need you... Tom, you know? <laughs> yeah, one of our friends just played a uh, played a festival, and he had a mutual friend with with Tom, and he got introduced to Tom, and he said it was not a favorable experience. And I'm like, you know what, man? I bet <laughs> it, it need to be. I was like, I bet it was. And does that affect me in listening to Blink at all? No, because I expect that dude is a total loon, and you know what? That's okay. <laughs> Touché, that's that's Touché. like that's why it's interesting, right? Absolutely. But yes, Dave is my answer. Cool. So, I I do want to jump into uh, some hockey talk, and then we can kind of circle back and bring it all together. It's more good terms talk. But uh, before we dive into some hockey, I do have to tell you about our homies at DraftKings. So ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is right here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt-in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. So throw down some money on Hofstra University. I'm hearing that they might be in the tournament. Probably not, but that's probably my only college basketball team I know. So head over to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 and get 
$200 in free bets instantly. Win or lose, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Really don't know where I was going with that Hofstra basketball reference, but <laughs> none of you probably even know where Hofstra is, but that's our <laughs> nope. only D1 college team on Long Island. Maybe maybe there's, I guess, technically St. John's is also on Long Island, but that's pretty much it. We're not, but, uh, a, we're, not a, we're not a basketball podcast. We're a not a basketball yeah, podcast. Not a basketball <laughs> podcast. And pretty sure that we've already kind of uh, discovered that the tournament ends today as we're recording this. <laughs> oh, good. That's all right. DraftKings still got to pay. DraftKings, yep. What we, what we do get to talk about is how the, the president's trophy curse is going to carry on to the Boston Bruins. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you have to... So let me, I'm going to, I'm going to come out with my, um, my knowledge of hockey. I, I played, uh, Cape Cod. There's not a whole lot to do. Freeze your ass off. Go whale watching. Yeah. So funny. Never, I've never been whale watching in my entire life. Now, um, (laughs) (laughs) my, my big hockey days were like all centered around Ray Bork. Okay. 77. Right, like so. that was my, that was my, those are my golden years there. And obviously heartbroken when the only Stanley cup he won was with Colorado. That's a sad time. Um, but listen, if we, if we want to talk about that era, NHL 2001, I'm here, but I don't know. I'm like, you, y'all have to fill me in with how the bees are doing. I know they're doing well, but what's oh, going they're on? It. They just collect the president's trophy. They have the best record, okay. don't they? They have. Oh yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah. They have the best record in the league right now. And it truthfully, like a lot of people were kind of writing off Boston, like they're like saying, like this might be a decline year for them, and yet they've just totally just poo pooed on everyone that was doubting them, and have really strung it together, and they're they're looking. I think they've only lost like seven or eight games this whole entire season. Wild, which is just wild. Twelve lost twelve games with twelve overtime. Is that that like a not a record? That sounds sixty wins. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Losing twelve times and like we only have like five games left, maybe six games left of the season, which is pretty wild to think. Yeah, and they've already clinched too, so they don't have to worry about anything. That president's trophy curse, though, is kind of a real thing. Like, I, I don't know if I would want to win the president's trophy. <laughs> like, well, tell hey, me. Man. So, tell me about the curse. Tell me about the curse. So, so every I think every team since the Blackhawks in 2010, uh-huh. and I could be wrong. I think the only teams that have escaped it have been the Red Wings and the Blackhawks. Have wow. been the only two teams to win the president's trophy and win the Stanley Cup. In recent, like in the last 30 years. Um, but every team who has won the president's trophy has either been eliminated in the first round mm-hmm. or very swiftly in the second round. So the Washington Capitals, they won the president's <laughs> trophy, destroyed. And they got swept, the yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning, we won the tr- the president's trophy. We got swept by the Blue Jackets. Um <laughs> Oh, then Bruins in 2019, I'm seeing. 
Yeah, the Bruins in 2019 destroyed. A- Avalanche in 2020. Oh man. Avalanche. Um there is another one too recently. Uh, uh Panthers. The Panthers. The Panthers. Oh. Yep. So no, this is crazy. So yep. it's it's it it's one of those things where yeah, you can you can flaunt about the great record. Get out of the first round first to playoffs if you do. <laughs> So my my Caps fandom was most flourishing in that era as they just I think after they won I was yeah. like okay we're good I don't expect them to win again soon I I mean they got crushed in the first round of the playoffs the next year but you know I was like all right cool like I got one we're we're good and I think I'm just like chilled out a little bit but it always just felt like trying to get them to climb over that same fucking mountain with Pittsburgh every year mm-hmm. and and then they finally did but yeah I'm looking at this now that two of those years that they won the president's trophy they lost to Pittsburgh I didn't know the significance of the curse but so yeah. the Capitals it was so bad for a period of time that the Verizon Center would invite fans to do yoga sessions in the morning. Oh my god. Because of how stressful the playoffs were. And oh, I <laughs> dude, my my uncle, he probably went to one of those. Probably. Most of my family still lives in in Northern Virginia and he's he's like the biggest. It's also like if you're a DC sports fan, they're pretty much all you got. I mean, the Nats figured it out like later, but they didn't have the same they're people like the Nats now, but like they became a teen a team when I was in elementary school. Yeah, they were and built just on the didn't... back of Bryce Harper, and then the minute Bryce yeah. Harper got left, they won the World Series. But, you know, and also everyone is uh, Washington Commanders. <laughs> somehow they made the name worse. Um, at least it's not racist, but it is somehow worse. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, an abysmal thing. And at least I'm... you're not the Guardians. I, dude, I don't know. I, I, think, I think that was okay. It's like... At least with that, they were like, all right, hey, the mascot's going to go away. The name the name's crazy, but we're going to rock with the name for like two years until we figure out a name. Washington was just like, yeah, we're going to be the Washington football team for two years. Um, and th- that, yeah, and, and it'll be a thing where like you're like racist uncle. They're still going to call us the Washington Redskins for sure. But like, yeah. but right now, like to everybody else, we're the Washington football team. So your uncle, though, but when he goes to like a restaurant, he's still going to know and he's going to be like, oh, hey, can you put the uh, can you put the it's Washington football team uh, game on on the screen? R- true story. Um, <laughs> I anyway, might so, going for so full circle with old friend, baby. Um, so our singer. Yeah. Singer and out of time, Mike, he's a big DC sports fan, like mm-hmm. big DC sports fan. And those two years, and actually the singer of Brave Weather too, Mikey Christian, he's also a big DC sports fan. He's from the area. Oh, I didn't so every that. time that they got together, I would always be like, Oh, hey, check out the football fans. For two years, <laughs> that's all I would call them the football fans. They're like, What are you talking about? I'm like, Yeah, 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 yeah. you're football fans for the, the Washington football team. <laughs> I kind of liked it, man. I a bunch of a bunch of my I mean I liked it because I'm not a fan and it's like so shitty that I thought it was funny. Um <laughs> but yeah, no, but the caps, man, the caps were all that it was like the only bit of hope that it was like because the wizards had those couple good years with yeah. like John Wall, but that that ended quickly. I was like all in on those years, and dude, 
but like all my life, like the Caps were like the heartbreaking team where it was like yeah. they were always in the mix and they always lost to the second round. And it was usually to Pittsburgh. Yep. And I don't know what it is about Northern Virginia, but bro, like there are so many Pittsburgh fans like there was just as many Steelers jerseys at my high school than there was like pretty much any other team. And so it just didn't it felt like, oh, yeah, OK. These like they weren't even the enemy because there was just I mean, they were, but there there were just so many of them around. It's but, very weird. Strange so, phenomenon. How old are you guys? I'm 30. 30. OK, so, yeah, you guys are pretty much around the same kind of like age that that well, you're a little bit younger than I am. But you also had to think there was a very popular song that came out that put the Steelers on the map by Wiz Khalifa. Oh, oh black of course. And yellow, baby. Oh, 2010, and, baby. Yeah. So, so when black and yellow came out, like a lot of people just started rocking Steelers jerseys. <laughs> oh, uh, no. I graduated 2010. This is much before this. Oh, yeah. And well, and then the terrible towel. Anytime I see the terrible towel, it just makes me shiver. Um, but I, 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 I just like, think, like in hockey, teams. though, like Sidney Crosby really, yeah. you know, when, when we were. I was I was probably a little too old to like really appreciate Sidney Crosby, but I guarantee if I was like ten years old when he came into the league, I would be a huge Sidney Crosby fan. I know yeah. there's there's like seems like there's a lot of people that in this in kind of a LeBron ish effect where they just they just are Sidney Crosby fans and like are. by proxy are are Penguins fans. Yeah. Yep. He was the same draft as Ovechkin, right? Uh like that it was like him, Ovechkin. I think Ovechkin might have been the year before, or maybe it okay. was the same year. I think it was the same year. It might honestly. have been the same year. It might have been like one, two. I I could be tripping. I remember seeing like some random news story when I was a kid about it. it was like, oh yeah, like like yeah, the Caps. Don't worry, like the Caps got this good guy too, Ovechkin. Like it would have been cool if we got Crosby, but oh no, maybe um, it was different years. Maybe, maybe it was, it was like, like, a, like highlighting the young talent in the NHL or something. I don't know. Yeah, Ovechkin was the year before. Yeah, that's what I thought of originally. Yeah, he got drafted with it was Ovechkin, then it was Malkin, and then the year after it was Crosby, and then Bobby Ryan. Not hmm. terrible. Not terrible. Yeah. I stand. I stand corrected. But I'm curious, uh, Geo, like Cape Cod, being <laughs> oh. a Bruins fan. Go. Like, how does that work? Like, it's got to be a pain in the ass to go to Bruins games as like a kid. Like, I, I know, I mean, uh, yes, it's in Massachusetts, Cape Cod, but like, I don't know. I, I, I would just, you know, comparison, I guess, like was, Fire Island would be similar, like Fire Island off the coast of Long Island. Like, you got to take a freaking ferry to get there. Like, I, I it must have felt kind of separated, right? Yeah. I mean, like, I, <laughs> I didn't spend a whole lot of time in the city growing up, actually, even though my mom is from the city and has like a crazy Boston accent still can't, I still can't understand a word she's saying, but, um, <laughs> but we, I mean, we, we always watched and, and, um, I mean, if we were going up to Boston, it was probably for the museum of science, uh, yeah. in, in like grade school. <laughs> but I, I will say I was, I was really fortunate in that my, aunt was dating um uh, this really big hockey guy and he just for i think he played in college or whatever knew a bunch of these people so every time i saw him i would just get like assigned something something like 
something. So like one year he just came over and gave me like a signed Pavel Bure uh, jersey. Nice. And, Sweet. Uh, oh, and then uh, a signed like Alexei Kovalev um, uh, stick. Also sweet. From from when he, I think he was leading goal scorer in like, holy shit, two thousand four or something. So I just like, and then I have like a San Jose uh, jersey from when. Uh, oh, when oh, I remember Owen that. Nolan, <laughs> yeah, uh, a, a San Jose Sharks jersey uh, when Owen Nolan was on the team with the entire team has signed it except for Owen Nolan. <laughs> so, so like I wasn't going to a bunch of bees games, but. Um, but I did go like I think when I was in college because I it was like the 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 Lucic era, um, yep. and I loved that. But yeah, I mean like there's not a whole lot to do on Cape, uh, like and, unless you're in the summer. So we would you know we would we would be like Bruins and and someone else on the bog every winter, and we'd we'd do that. Everyone would have their jerseys out, but. I didn't. I didn't go to Boston very often. So yeah, I was about to say it's like a it's like a almost 70, 80 miles away from from you. I think it's like what an hour and a half to get to the city on a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not to, yeah. And I was commuting to uh, when I was living in Boston. I was commuting home to work with my dad and come up uh, when I was doing the wedding band stuff. But uh, yeah, <laughs> not, it's not, it's not that true. far though. It's it's like it's like an hour, hour and a half, right? Yeah, it's, it's a, a it's good like it's a good like well I mean depending on traffic getting into the city but yeah I think I mapped it out like I was like I was like how far is it to TD Garden yeah it's about it's about an hour and a half yeah I do I mean we we went a lot we saw we did see the Celtics a bunch and like obviously like being in Massachusetts we're like so blessed with like amazing teams all the fucking yep. time like we, one out of the three one of them is doing well. Um, like it's like the Pats were just so good for years and years. It wasn't even cool to like them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was even um, cool to like them. It just wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, it's like, it's like, Oh, Ted Lasso, everyone's nice. Like, great. It's like, everyone's nice to each other. It's the same. Shit, you know? Um, <laughs> who gives a this is a Boston sports. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's gotta be a little gruff to it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I did have like a really, the, the garden is like, is such a big staple in Boston. And I was fortunate enough to play it last year and i nice. remember i i was able to like find the seats when i when we did go to a few like you know celtics games and it was like holy shit like the garden is like such a big part of boston that's um, so sick so i wasn't like i definitely wasn't close to the city but like you know you could definitely feel it like even if you're in like again on fucking cape cod with the cape cod hardcore kids so yeah yeah i, I feel like i in my mind i just picture like snowy winter cape cod where like there's this like local tavern where all the people from cape cod <laughs> come and watch the bees <laughs> like, have you guys been to the cape cod before? tavern dude i've not been to cape cod like i know that people from upstate new york do like cape cod but growing up on long island like we basically were on cape cod like yeah yeah, yeah we, pretty much. we would just go to fire island which is way closer or go out to montauk which is way closer than going yeah. cape cod so like i didn't really know people that vacation there but like upstate new york like my wife went to cape cod like every summer everyone's got an aunt there uncle uncle hey my uncle's got a spot in chatham um you know, <laughs> no longer with us because he was eaten by a shark but you know like it's you know everyone's like <laughs> everyone's got an aunt uncle grandparent something it's 
it's definitely a strange place to grow up, but it was uh, awesome in its own way. Kind yeah, of what about low oh, key kind of hick vibes. Not gonna lie though. Oh, right? definitely, baby. You kidding me? The first so so Zach's from Virginia, as he stated. When you think of Virginia, you think of a type of lifestyle, you know. Um, <clears throat> A not, damn not. home, old Dominion <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah, I'm yeah. from Florida, man. I'm, I, okay. I think we're a little bit more southern. <laughs> oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But the but the first the first day Zach came and visited me, I like you know got him at the airport or whatever, and he was like, "Hey, like, what are we doing tonight?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna bring you to a demolition derby, uh, in which I know everyone, and I'll be operating machinery to get the broken cars out." So it was like this. It's definitely like a. It's definitely not like the locals have a very different life than like. Oh, I'm just gonna go down to the country club and take my little dog on a walk. Yeah, a big thing I, I realized that there was no chain restaurants on Cape. Uh, like Geo had never, and so the first time he came to visit me in Virginia, it was like, oh, dude, we got to go to Chipotle. We got to go to Five Guys. Like these are really good, right? Like that was I just grew up in like the heat of suburbia. Just like yep. dude, Five Guys, like pretty fucking good right is this not the best cookout yeah (laughs) red lobster baby like pretty much could not have had any different uh upbringings and also a totally totally opposite of probably what everybody would have thought like cape cod i mean is beautiful in the summer and plenty of it's awesome but yeah not not the ritzy thing i thought it was did you fly into logan or did you fly into cape cod oh no it's logan so you flew into the city, and then you just drove all the way down three. Well, well, to... well. <laughs> well. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to go the three, uh, you may as well turn back around. You want to take <laughs> you want to take 93 to 24, and then you want to take 495 down. Okay, that That's makes the way sense. Because, you, listen, you do not want to. This is making me nostalgic. And, and again, listen up. You don't want to be taking Sagamore in the summer. Absolutely not. You want to be taking Bourne Bridge in the summer. Yeah, this is a huge missed opportunity that you didn't say kid after all those with your Boston boys. Yeah, I'm I'm trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get it out of him. Yeah. He's burying it. I had a Always question. Like, it. did you go to your first like punk and, and rock show when you were in college then? Because I'm assuming like, you know, when we were probably going to shows when we were 15 16 first grinding it out like it was way easier to go to shows than someone that grew up on cape cod like i'm assuming that there's not a lot of sh- like punk shows on cape cod cape Dude, cod had their own a, hardcore scene it, it and four did. guys it did it, there was literally cape cod hardcore cape cod hardcore baby <laughs> dude Dude, I saw I saw some of the best shows of my life on cape it's it's insane it, like the like there was there was so little to do that everyone was in like a really fucking awesome punk band and everyone always went out to the shows. So like, I mean, obviously there were like like if we were going to real shows, we were going to Boston. Like I, like one of the or most Worcester, amazing... New Bedford. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Jesus being like sixteen and going to Worcester, Worcester kid, Worcester. <laughs> that's not a good time. But <laughs> but I mean, like. Uh, I, I remember seeing a loss for words uh, right after they released. Um, uh, oh my god, uh, kids can't Sanctuary? lose. Okay. Uh, kids can't lose was like two thousand six, two thousand. Oh, oh yeah, baby, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. A literal uh, child. A literal yeah. child. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, I remember seeing them in a basement of a church in uh, Hyannis, 
and it was insane. It was awesome. Like we had, we did have like some sort of crazy, like little nucleus of great punk music. I remember, uh, playing uh, my band opened for transit, uh, for one of their album releases. This was way before. And this happened on Cape, like on Cape Cod Happened on Cape. I swear to God. That's sweet. We went to that Rand. There was some, there was some venue that we saw a show at, I think on Cape. And uh, the band that was like pretty good, but was only was only notable because they like threw their shit around a bunch. Oh, Lions, Lions! Yes, yeah, he's yeah. got a lot. He's got yeah. a Lions, Lions uh, flyer right behind him, Mikey. Right? Oh hell yeah! Oh no, that's fireworks. No, what's the one next to it? Is that Lions, Lions? Oh, it's as tall as Lions. Oh, never mind, never mind. I was gonna say if you know Lions, Lions, that's a crazy. I do know Lions, Lions. I saw them with conditions. They were awesome. That was that tour, dude. We saw that tour. We, yep. That was that at that same venue. Yeah. Conditions was because they're from Virginia. They were like, that was who I went to go see local shows. They played like, you know, when I was in high school, that was my, that was like my favorite local band uh, at the time. And Not yeah, we Guar. went to see, what do you say? Not Guar. Not Guar. No. Not Guar. Gu- is, is Guar also fucking, from Richmond? Guar 100% is from Richmond. Pick. And Guar. they have a Guar bar in downtown Richmond that Guar I bar. always go to when we go. Amazing. Oh my god, yeah, Richmond. I'm not. I don't. I didn't grow up anywhere close to Richmond, but yeah, conditions was from Richmond. Uh, Guar apparently was municipal waste. The yep, Richmond has like waste. some. There's you're actually from, some. You're hmm? from Northern Virginia, right? So like, yeah, Fair, like Fairfax or. Yeah, I'm from Loudon, but okay, which is just right next to Fairfax. But a lot of shows that I went to growing up were at the Sterling Community Center, mm-hmm. uh, which like a ton of people like, like there's. I'm trying to think of who I saw there, like. I saw We the Kings there. Um, I saw Metro Station there. This is like a literal shitty gymnasium that like somebody would just put a like a Bandit. you know a, yeah a built like they, there was a stage, but it was you know it was some random thing that somebody rented or something, and they would put on shows and have like you know twelve locals do pay to play to play it, and then have like a and I was one of those locals as like a fourteen year old plenty of times, um, and. Yeah, I saw conditions there. Um, Just surrender. I'm trying to think, wow. there were so many good ones. There's a Just bunch surrender. that I missed. There's a tie. Prada played there. I missed that. Um, there's this band that you may know that's like a weirdly in that scene. It was like because also All Time Low was from Maryland. You you know like pretty much right there. So it's that kind of same thing. And it was right on the heels of All Time Low, like a million bands just trying to be All Time Low um specifically this band the downtown fiction if you remember them these are like a bunch of bands that like signed to a major label in like 2009 on like huge hype and then put out like a major label debut that no one cared about and then got dropped and were never to be heard of again um friday night boys do you remember them is that ring a bell no for the fallen dreams played there that that we didn't yeah, I'm trying to think. And they played with Solidarity and by Autumn's End. That was a heavy show. Wow. Yeah, there was Lamp some there was some heavy it. shit. Um The Fallen Dreams. I haven't thought about them in a minute. Um yeah, we we there was like oh Valencia saw them there. That was the oh, first I show I moshed to. Um yeah, so Valencia was sick. going on in my head. Oh, <laughs> that's Valencia. That is Valencia. Um, yeah. Valencia was tight. Um what how did we get on this 
this tangent. I don't know. We're talking about, we're talking I about have Virginia a funny shows. just surrender story. What's Please. that? So Tom and I went to the last Randall's Island Warp Tour, which mm. is like right outside of New York City. And it must have been the summer before college. And we're in the parking lot. And there not a lot of people drove to the Randall's Island Warp Tour. So there's like a very small parking lot. And Steve, the drummer of Just Surrender, like saw us like tailgating and like just came over and like started crushing beers with us. And he's like, hey, I'm in this like band, like we're about to release some new music. And it was Just Surrender. That's sick. Yep. I love Funny that. story. I played, yeah, I played a show. Good. I played a show with this was on Cape Cod. I played a show with Just uh, Just Surrender, um, Ice Nine Kills. Sweet. Oh my god! And uh, uh, I wasn't a loss for words. It was someone so stupid. Uh, I'll never, I'll never remember. But anyway, Geo, Geo's high. Geo played in such a gold. top punk band in high school. Gold. Oh, dude, was. love such, such gold. gold. Yep. Geo's high school band was called Sunday's Best. Actually, pretty dope. I don't know if you if if that rings a bell for anybody, but absolutely not. Shouldn't absolutely yeah. shouldn't ring not. a bell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should shouldn't ring a bell. Definitely not. <laughs> So did you I don't guys know, go man. to Berkeley? I'm just curious because yeah. yeah, okay. Our 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 good friend, he's he's older than you, but Brian from Envy on the Coast, he went to Berkeley. Okay. And I know that there's a few others from, from this scene that went to Berkeley as well. Dirty, dirty music school kids, dude. I think I think everyone <laughs> in Belmont went to Berkeley. They were yes. a couple years younger than yep. us, though. They did. Yeah. I think it's um, cool. And I, I, I need to comment, like doing wedding band as a college gig like genius house that's it was so awesome. smart <laughs> like yeah. you oh, actually dude. were probably making good money and like probably the richest college kids ever well, i don't think i wasn't i wouldn't consider myself having been making a lot of money <laughs> at least in the early days i was making i remember compared I like to other college kids though by oh, the time oh, i joined definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I, was, I was working at brookstone and i was also working at uh like with the wedding band and i i started it with our friend colin and there was there were like months and months where i was making like 15 20 bucks a gig going to like shit bars in like new bedford and like crazy play like cranston rhode island like really sad shit but then we got to a place where i could pay rent to live in the same room as this fucking kid yeah if you and i shared the same room that's not much larger than the room i'm currently in for three years which is, yeah. uh, but that was the price we paid to live on campus in Boston, which was honestly worth it. It was kind of yeah, like we were, the, we were paying what six hundred and sixty six dollars, I believe. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, um, you'll never those forget are the that days. amount. Jeez, no, definitely not six hundred and sixty six. Just six 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 across the board. Yep. Yeah, yes, getting money orders at a Seven Eleven to pay rent <laughs> for six hundred and sixty dollars. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a good gig. I, by the time I joined, it was already at the point that like they were because they they played weddings and we call it a wedding band, but we only played weddings on Saturdays. But there was a consistent gig. Our our buddy Colin, who still does it professionally, and he like manages multiple bands in Boston and is like he uh, just started a New York band. Oh, Gio, I didn't even tell you this. His New York band that he's making is doing my sister's wedding uh, in the fall, awesome. which is crazy. Awesome. Um, but I think he's. He's like expanding. He's like a whole <laughs> wedding band empire, but it began with the one that we played in called Groovin' You, which is still doing it. 
uh, it's still killing it and playing a bunch of people's weddings. And I think they only do weddings now, but at the time it was, we did a club gig and by club, it was just a Boston bar Thursday, Friday, wedding Saturday, and then the same place every Sunday night. And then one summer we played in Cape Cod at the beach house, 10 to one on a Monday night for a bunch of locals. So we had five nights in a row of playing music for four hours a night. So every, anytime anyone's like, Oh yeah, this like, this is such a grind. I'm like, dude, this is easy. <laughs> like, I mean, you're playing, you know, the same Katy Perry song on a loop. It's the same riff the entire time or something. So it, it was a lot easier than like, you know, head banging, playing like technical metal or something. But even still, we're playing three sets a night, going hard. It made me such a better player, though. I like if if anybody can can do that. I don't recommend somebody try to do it as a career, unless you're like in the top echelon because it's still like we still have friends that are like it's a, it's good. The money's good enough that it's hard to escape. Mm-hmm. But like once you hit the ceiling, there's not really a way to move up. And it's like still people doing like gigs for a hundred dollars. And what kind of weddings yeah. are you guys going to? Like every oh, wedding. Not weddings. This is like, oh, I was going to say, oh, no, every wedding we we crushed it. Yeah, we, we got paid properly for the weddings, but it's more like all the other gigs. They call it GB. You're in a GB band, a general business band, which was a totally new. So you're like, so if, if you're like, quote, doing GB, you're like in the circuit of it's weird. And it's also not like that in L.A. It's only like that in Boston. But or at least I think I'd, it maybe Northeast is more like that, too. But it also seemed like in Boston, there was a re, I was I love I loved going to college there, but it's felt like it always had an expiration date. Like the people that hung around are not doing music the way that all of us are now. They're yeah. not really pursuing their original careers or they're playing with a bigger art or somebody like I remember at the time there was like a GB person who was like, Oh yeah. Like he's Megan trainers, keys player. And we were like, Holy shit. Like he's such a big shot. And then now we have friend, like my best friend is Paramore's guitar player. And I'm just like, Oh, that's just normal for me now. It shouldn't be, but it just yeah. is. And it's just like, it's weird. But yeah. But all that to say, if you can be in a wedding band in college, it's great money. Yeah. Be in a wedding <laughs> yeah. band, period, or just a cover band, because they will pay you very well in certain places to just rip a fucking Aerosmith cover. Yeah, I miss it, honestly. <laughs> I, I miss I'm, I don't miss it being the only thing that I did musically yeah. because it was so time consuming that like you do five gigs in a row. It's like, like you need a day off or two, you know, and, and then you do like it again. Hour gigs. Oh, dude. I mean, we would take two breaks, but we'd play three hour long sets a night. And then, yeah, yeah. it was it was brutal. Um, It was fun as hell. But yeah, it definitely. Yeah. I do miss just being that good at guitar, though, and having like 200 songs in my head that I could just pull out at any point and play perfectly, which I definitely can't do anymore. If someone was like, hey, play play this Ed Sheeran song if your life depended on it. Like I would die immediately. That's that has left well, my brain. As you, as... you shouldn't be playing it, Sharon. Anyways, but you tell me to make a pop punk rendition of a Taylor Swift song, I'll, I'll pull my guitar out and just start playing something real quick because it's just that's I can do it exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, speaking of cover bands and to bring it full circle, did you know that uh, one of the dudes from Conditions is in like an emo cover band and 
I think they're called Throwing Back Sunday. No. Oh, what? is it Alex? No, is it Alex. Me? Alex is like big time. Alex is like playing with Jelly Roll and shit. Oh yeah, I so, saw. Okay, I was I was wondering if it was the same person. No, um, not Alex. Back Sunday. What's it called again? Throwing, Throwing Back, back Sunday. Sunday. Oh wait. Oh, hmm. I think it was the drummer, maybe Ryan. Maybe, maybe yeah. Oh, so you guys definitely know conditions then. Oh yeah, I fuck. You're on the podcast. Oh really? Cool. Yeah. Which which them. which member? Just all of them? No, Alex. Oh, ac- yeah. actually, we had Alex and Ryan. Shit, we've been doing this too long. <laughs> Alex is like. Oh yeah, Alex might have been guest like twenty. Like he was early on in our show. Um, yeah, man, I have said embarrassing, punishing things to him when I was in high school about how much their music has meant to me and et cetera. Well, college, college too. I was there. Oh, college too. Oh, yeah. I was there in Worcester. Oh, yeah, that's right. Too. I had a, uh, I had to do, <laughs> I had to do like a video interview of somebody for like some <laughs> college project, like a, like a, your take on artistry or something. And we went, Gio and I went to their, oh my God, wow, you're pulling an insane memory out of me right now. We went to their show yeah, I and I, and this is, this is like before an iPhone and I brought a full digital camera and had Gio, who's never used a camera in his life prior to this moment, film us outside the Worcester Palladium upstairs and be like, Oh, so like, do you guys use auto tune on your recordings or just asking like the shittiest questions? I'm sure. And, uh, yeah. And it's in some, it's in some Berkeley professors, uh, trash folder on their computer somewhere right now. Um, yeah. How how was the reaction of full of war in comparison to fluorescent youth? (laughs) Is the tour going well? that was like the the era of the youtube videos where it'd be like somebody trying to get into interviews and they just are having the absolute worst interview ever with like craig owens or somebody it's like oh it's like clearly like such a fan like oh hey hey craig um yeah i just wanted to ask if if the tour was going well and they have the little like lav mic that they like hold up you know it's way too close like on their shirt still and are just yeah and then Craig takes it and it's like immediately like it's immediately like so blown out. Yeah. Is that what you think of Bardown Breakdown? No, no. You guys are as professional as they come. As professional as they come. Fuck yeah. That is that is the that new is the... bio for Bardown Breakdown. <laughs> as professional as they come. Oh no, dude, are you kidding me? If if someone in the world wants to come up and be like uh, hey Zach, I have my digital camera. Um, thanks for. I really appreciate you coming to Yuma, Arizona. Um, I just wanted to ask you, um, how's the tour going? Oh, that would that would make me so happy. I would be Dude, thrilled if somebody would, did that. I would eat that up in a heartbeat. It would. It'd also I, be like a four-hour conversation. So, or or Zach would be talking for four hours. Oh yeah, like I said. The, if I start going, it's just not going to stop. I, I, I have to be like, hey, Gio, actually, I, I feel like I've been talking for way too long. Gio, why don't you pick it up from here? Well, we have been talking for way too long, though. But that's a good thing. And also, I would love that. Like, I would love just to have some college kid come up to me in Hartford, Connecticut, mm-hmm. and just talk to me about anything. And just like in that same voice, because I have the worst poker face, because I would literally be like this, like, 
<laughs> Come on, get it out. Get it out. Oh, yeah. I'm going to finish that question for you. It's going great. (laughs) Day one. No, I, we have been goofing, obviously, but we are very grateful that anyone wants to talk to us about the band. Uh, It's very sick. And we, and yeah, or anything. And we really appreciate you guys, you know, for having us on. This was very fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I guess that's a perfect segue to, I guess what you guys have planned for the rest of the year, uh, you know, any any shows or festivals this summer that you guys are eyeing and hoping to get on, or are you guys just going to hunker down, do some writing? What, what do you think the rest of 23 is going to look like for you guys? Well, I'm about to begin my sad era because Gio and Ivan are about to uh, leave in a couple days to uh, they they tour with the band Muna. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Um, but they are doing really cool big shit and are going to be on tour for two months. So in that period of time, I'll probably be making demos and trying to book stuff. And I think we will, uh, definitely like us, I, I don't know if we were recording when I said this earlier, but we're, we're going to try to hit all of the U S within now and a year from now. That is keyword is try. Let's see what we can make happen. But do some DIY touring. Definitely lots more singles. Got another one coming out in May and probably another one immediately after and another one immediately after. We got four more in the chamber that are like pretty much ready to go. Um, just got to, you know, do all of the release details to get them mastered, that type of thing. And just keep that rolling. And that's, yeah, that's that's what's on the books for right now. I would say if you live in the U.S., we're probably coming to your city. Uh sometime hopefully very soon so yeah hell yeah anything, well, anything to add georgie no i mean I, i'm uh i'm excited to uh i'm excited to get these these songs out they're definitely been um as a as a player as a just all around creative they're uh these new ones that are 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 really amazing and i'm super proud of them and uh likewise it's nice it's nice to feel like everyone is is uh is stretching uh and and i don't know just having a good time i'm i'm really proud of the stuff that's coming out there's some really fucking heavy shit that's coming out which is amazing oh yeah Um, and then there's the complete opposite so yeah i don't know keep your ears open and are you guys gonna shop these out to any labels or anything like that or at this point you're just like you know what we do pretty much everything ourselves anyway might as well just keep it in house we're we're pretty much open to whatever i would say if if the right release partner came along or you know i i do a lot of the business stuff for the band and i'm you know i've kind of always got gears turning in those departments but it's definitely been easy the way that we've been doing it so far and it's been effective enough I, i'd like to you know i'd like to level up if we can but yeah, at the moment, the next one's coming out. We have we have a, a a distro that we use that is called Controlla. There's a couple other people that are on it. Um, that's been really good for us, and so that brings like a lot of label services with it. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, if if something comes along, we'll definitely be open to that for sure. I feel like that's something that that a lot of these small like smaller bands who are starting out don't necessarily know of, and I've been trying to feed them these these distro companies not necessarily labels but they kind of run yeah. operate as labels or under labels 
um look into this stuff like especially if you're listening to this podcast and you're like oh how do i like you know build out my spotify or how do i you know get on these algorithmic playlists etc one like you can always build up your 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 fan base through like social media and everything else but also like a lot of like the secret sauce is you know utilizing these sites or distro sites or distro services to get your music out there because they'll actually push to get it on you know, an editorial playlist or some algorithmic playlist because they have a little bit more stake and kind of like what's going on with the songs too. Yeah. I mean, I, dude, I could, I could do an entire podcast about all that kind of stuff, but yeah, I would definitely agree. Look into it. I mean, with, with like with controller, the thing that's really nice is they have somebody that they've hired that does PR, um, which would be a huge cost. And I know them because the person that we hired to do, um, some marketing on our first album, this guy, Anthony, this it's his company. And as I don't want to get it to like too much into our deal and whatever, I don't know what he offers other people, but it basically so, works out that like through this, we can do digital ad spend and the ad spend is just our, the cost that we pay to like literally put into the ads, which anybody can do. But if you don't know what you're doing with that, like don't cause you'll waste <laughs> money. And this yep. is actually, so they actually know what they're doing and they have a PR thing and we have, you know, uh, on paper, we have an added uh, pitch at, for editorial playlists, but that whole game has changed a lot and is very different than it was. Um, and all, <laughs> one of my friends is, it is possibly not even run by a person anymore. So yeah. Nope. Uh, yeah. Other than like new music Friday, I think it's actually all algorithmic now. So who who knows? Who knows? <laughs> It's the game is ever changing and I'm just trying to stay up on it. But yeah, but to your point, yes, it's definitely worth looking into. Cool. Well, guys, it was definitely a blast and, you know, super excited for this possible U.S. run and, and hitting some of these cities that might be a little bit closer to Justin and myself. And uh, I, I know you, you mentioned we got at least one more single on this string of songs coming out pretty soon. Oh, so yeah. we, we'll, we'll be looking forward to that. And if you not, have not checked out their videos, their videos are great and definitely go check out their Spotify and, you know, all their socials to stay in the loop. Uh, I know you guys are crushing the TikTok game too. You guys are on oh, yeah. there doing your thing. So go in and give good terms a follow. And uh, like I said, we appreciate you guys hanging with us and G bones. Hopefully uh, <laughs> the- they'll let you master something. Yeah, well, no, hopefully the Bruins don't get <laughs> that go, President's bees. Cup curse. Yeah, Fuck that yeah. curse, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, I think the Caps, the Caps don't look like they have any uh, chance for the playoffs. So I'll, no, I'll they're not even going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I think they were yeah. officially yeah. eliminated. But yeah, uh, I'll be joining Gio on that then. Well, once again, guys, if if you like bands like Corn, Fall Out Boy, Alkaline Trio, <laughs> Don't, hey, go don't, don't forget about terms. your band and our band or whatever. Oh, right? your, no, new band and our band. New bands. <laughs> oh, yeah. New bands. Yeah, hey, no. yeah, big our fan. band, new band. <laughs> Watch this. Gonna it's going to refresh tomorrow, and it's going to be back to normal. That's well, so funny. No, I'm, I'm going to leave this page up so it is fresh. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you guys yep. so much. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. See ya. See ya.